Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, we're going to talk about a little bit of all three of those things today in this uh this different kind of podcast I have going on. <laughs> but before we get there, I definitely want you to go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 181 to get all of the, the registration information and how you can register for a free training done by Sarah Olivieri, and that's called How to Streamline Your Communication Strategy So You Can Increase Your Time, Money, and Impact. That's on August 3rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Sarah is great. We actually had a podcast with her last week, so if you want to kind of catch up on that, you can definitely check that out, um, where she goes over fundraising do's and don'ts, uh, where are nonprofits struggling with fundraising, and the controversial why you should stop asking your board to fundraise. Uh, definitely check that out, and that's episode 180. Um, so go over the show notes today, and you can definitely um, register for that free training happening once again on August 3rd. All right, guys, so um, because that's all integrated into what I'm going to talk about today. Now, it's a little bit un unconventional what I'm going to say today, all right, but I really wanted to um, kind of share behind the scenes with you in my business um, and hope that you can, you know, resonate with some of this, what I'm talking about, and how I've uh, really come up with more strategies so I can have more capacity so I can actually increase my funding so I can advance my own impact for my business um, and see how that helps you. All right, so um, what I'm talking about today is actually I have pre-recorded all of June and July in advance, all of the podcasts. So everything that you're hearing here um, has, and I always, of course, record in advance, but sometimes it's just a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, right? Or sometimes I do interviews in advance, and then eventually I start um, putting them together the week before um, that they're going to come out, all of that. But one of the things that I did, and I really wanted to share that with you, not just kind of the strategy on how I'm increasing more capacity for myself, increasing funding and advancing mission, but also another thing that I've heard some of the leaders that I really follow and listen to and admire have been talking about for a while. So the other thing I really want to touch on that integrates really well with this is um, summer sabbatical or just sabbaticals in general, right? And what am I talking about? Um, well, I'm talking about actually creating space for yourself, whether it's at your nonprofit or in your business. And I've always kind of felt this way. I've always been very, I'm an A-type person. I like to work. I enjoy my work. But I also sometimes, you know, can overwork. And I really, you know, I need to be like, I need to take off some time, right, to kind of decompress and when I have time in nature, when I just have time to sleep in and hang out with my daughter and have fun, then I actually have a lot more creativity coming to me. Like I allow the space for it to be there. So I've been thinking about like, oh my gosh, um, you know, what are all the master classes I want to do in my mentorship for the year? And, you know, when you're in it and you're working so much, sometimes it's hard to get like really inspiring ideas. But when you actually take this step back and create space where you're not thinking about your business all the time or your nonprofit all the time, 
that's when you get like the most creative and fun and inspirational um, ideas, right, that come to you that really resonate and that makes sense. Um, and if you don't allow your space, or in my case, if I ha don't allow my space, I'm not getting all of that. And it kind of seems like I'm just kind of um, hitting the drum after a while, if that makes any sense. And I do apologize if you hear some background noise. They are um, blowing the leaves outside. <laughs> so, or actually, no, he's cutting the grass. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit going on. Um, but this is a real podcast, right? All right. So I really wanted to look at how do we take time off of our nonprofits and of our business? How do we actually do that, um, you know, get into that place where you can? And I also just want to have a disclaimer here to say that I understand sometimes you can't, right? I understand there's going to be seasons where it's grant season and you are working and it is going to be weekends, it is going to be evenings sometimes, but um, we need to almost look in advance and prepare for that. So for me in June, I knew I was going to be writing a lot of grants. I have my six-week grant writing course in June, a lot of things going on my June grant party. I knew a lot was going, there's going to be a lot going on. So I wanted to get ahead of the game and know that I don't want to get to burnout, right? I want to get ahead of burnout. Okay. So, and I think that's such a powerful thing. I was listening to this other podcast and um, called What's It All For? And it's so good. And the podcast hosts were talking about that as well. They were talking about, you know, in the beginning of their business, what they realized was they would get beyond burnout where they had to take a break, right? And then like years went by and they said, oh, we're just going to get to burnout and then take a break. So we're going to schedule that, that break right after the busy season, knowing that that's burnout going to happen, right? So before it was just you work and work and work, so you're so burned out that you have to take time off. Then the second approach was, okay, we know that we're gonna be burned out and overworked, so we're gonna schedule a break after that. Um, and then their third kind of part was, let's not even get to burnout. We know that's gonna be busy, let's prepare in advance, let's always schedule in time to take off, etc. And you might be listening to me going, oh my gosh, Holly, but I just don't, I've got kids, I've got this, I'm working on this, like there is no room to take off. And let me just start by saying, I hear you, right? And I, I understand that, especially if you're an executive director at a nonprofit, et cetera. But at the same time, I wanna challenge you and I wanna say, all right, here can I challenge you to say, remember, we are in charge of our own lives, right? And we can take off time once in a while. Now, you might not be able to take off a month. You might not be able to take off a week. You might not even be able to take off a full day, but can you take off a half a day? Can you schedule in time throughout your day to take breaks, right? And I think this is so important to have the space to be a leader, to have those creative thoughts coming to you. If you're always just trying to put out fires, where is that creativity where you can lead? right? Where are you going to get that? So I do challenge you to say, for one thing, you're in control of your own time, even if it feels like you're not, okay? You don't have to leave on your phone throughout the night unless you're running a crisis call line, okay? Total disclaimer on that. But sometimes I think, you know, we set these boundaries saying, I don't answer my phone after five, but then we leave our phone on and we're answering our phones at nine and 10 o'clock at night. So people don't respect our boundaries because we're not respecting them, right? So for me, I've been actually, I turn my phone on airplane mode. 
at night. Like even early in the evening, I'll already put it off. And I don't turn it back on off of airplane mode until after I've done my exercise in the morning, after I'd like to write a little bit, you know, after I've gotten up. And I do like to wake up early. But, you know, I have that time alone. It's not the first thing I do to turn on my phone and start checking my emails. I actually allow some space for my brain to wake up and to do the things that I really enjoy doing and have that time, right? Um, and then, you know, turn it on and get to work and work in those hours that I have, right? I think a lot of us with the pandemic, it's kind of helped in a way um, to reorganize our priorities. And I just want to see you guys continuing to really do that. You know, a lot of us have kids out of school and of course it's summer now, so they're going to be home. You only have a certain number of hours per day, so you, it ha you have to make it work. Um, so it's interesting to be like, yes, we can do this, that you do have a choice. And to set up boundaries that you really believe in and that you uphold. So don't just say them to say them for the sake that you're saying them, but don't follow them. And that example is perfect of saying, okay, I don't take phone calls after five, but then you're taking them at nine and 10 at night, um, that sort of thing. Another thing I wanna mention, and okay, you might get, <laughs> don't get offended. I don't want you to get offended, take this personally. But here's the thing, a lot of us think we're more important than we really are, <laughs> okay? What do I mean by that? I'm saying, of course, you're the most important person in the world to yourself, right? All of that, but I think sometimes we think if we don't show up for that mundane task that we just have to do, um, you know, if we don't just say, well, I'm not gonna do that today or delegate it or whatever, and if I don't show up personally to do that mundane task, that's not even on my genius list, then the whole world's gonna fall apart. Well, it's not, right? I think a lot of us, we always think we need to show up for everything. And especially if you're running a nonprofit, if you're running your own business and you are doing a majority or all of the work, you know, you do have to show up to a certain extent. But I think it comes to the point where that's just sucking all your time. You need to figure out, is this actually a priority to even do? Because I'm getting burned out doing it. So is that just something that's not even really growing donors or I'm not getting clients from it. I'm, there isn't a lot of return on investment, right? If there's not, then take it off your list. Stop getting burned out on something that's not even bringing a high ROI for you, right? I mean, this the ridiculousness of how we, we do things and we just get caught up in the craziness. No, let's step back and say, are all of these things really a priority? Like, do I really need to send out that email every week? Or do I really need to do X, Y, and Z? Like some of these things you don't actually need to do. You can either eliminate, right? Just cut it out or you can delegate, right? You can give it to somebody else to do. So maybe you get an intern. Maybe you don't have cash to hire someone. I hear you already, I'm already ahead of you. Get an intern, get somebody who needs to do some service learning to help you out. Um, or you know, a family member who loves to do it, a volunteer to help you out. So there are a lot of solutions as far as you know what you can do. The other thing is, I like to say is, if you can't eliminate it, you know, you just cut it out. If you can't delegate it, then how can you get creative about it? 
um, you know, and how can you get creative like in automating something? So the example, and that's what I wanted to share with you guys is, yes, I recorded all of my June and July podcasts in advance and I batched them. So I did them all basically at the same time. And yes, I have some interviews that I replayed, but I also had some interviews that I had just not um, published yet that I put out. And then like these ones I just recorded right in advance. So for me, I didn't want to, I didn't want to just not have the podcast. I did actually think about maybe just taking a month off in the summer with no podcast. And I'm sure that would be fine. And I might do that at some point, <laughs> you guys. So, but I'll let you know, um, you know, and as far as to say, okay, you know, I, I can either just not do it, which is fine. Take a little break. Um, that's okay. Right. To take a break. Um, or I could delegate it and have somebody else run it. Um, or I could just get creative and batch it in advance. So that's kind of the solution I came up with, right? So there's definitely some ideas. And for me, what helped me was, you know, doing them all kind of together and saving time because I'm kind of doing the same system all at once, the intros, the outros, the covers, all of the things. And I could also delegate it for somebody else to do it, right? So those are definitely some options just so I can now take off time in July where I'm only doing a few things. Like I have the nonprofit startup academy that I'll be live for. Um, but I didn't want to create a lot of content during the summer, right? And creating a podcast and doing content, all of that, that's a lot of content creation. So I wanted to have a break because my, my daughter's off of school. I want to have fun. I want to sleep in. I want to do those walks. I want to have time so I can have that creativity coming to me so then I'm fresh for the rest of 2021, right? So then in my mentorship, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these great ideas. Um, you know, when I do my freelance uh, grant writing course in the fall, I'm fresh, I'm ready, right? So taking the time off for me was um, to say, why can't I take off time for one? I mean, yes, I have the things scheduled out, but you know, the other thing I did was for my Calendly calendar, because I have the Calendly um, calendar where people can book coaching or calls or all the things, I just put not available, right? So that was one way. That was actually the biggest way to make this even real for me in addition to um, batching all of the podcasts and recording them and, and uh, producing them in advance was to say, I'm also just going to close my calendar. Like, <laughs> that's cool, you know? And then it made it real to be like, this can actually work. Do I really need to show up for anything? You know, I, yes, there's a couple of things like the Nonprofit Startup Academy. I'm totally excited about that. Um, and we'll show up live. But all the things, the sign up, the registration, all the things are done in advance, right? The graphics. And, you know, looking at this, I knew I wanted to take off some time with my daughter. I also knew that June was going to be a really heavy month for me, so I wanted to prepare so I wouldn't get burned out in June with doing, I have um, federal grants writing in June, um, I had a lot of free trainings, and also my June grant party, right? So I knew there was a lot, so I didn't want to be burned out. So that was another thing, is getting ahead of the burnout, right? So figuring that out and what works for you is going to be different. But I want you to go back and think about what can I just stop doing? I don't need to do all the things, right? They don't all need to be working. You'd be like, yeah, but I need to update my website. I need to do this. I need to do that. Well, maybe you don't need to update your website this month, right? Maybe just take that off your plate or whatever that is, the lowest hanging fruit. You know, of all those items that you have to do, what would be the one that would have the least impact or the ones that have the least impact on your nonprofit on growing it or growing your business? Just focus on growth right now. Um, you know, whether that be getting more clients, writing more grants, etc., 
or if you're a nonprofit, getting more donors, getting um, members or getting funders, right? So if it's not affecting that at this point and you really need a break, just take off everything else that's not focused on growth. Um, and that's actually some wisdom from my financial advisor. But I really love that because once you just focus on that, then you can figure out those other things. Do we just need to cut them out? Can I just delegate them? Can I be creative and automate them in some ways, right? If I still wanna have my hands on them. But remember, um, burnout's real and we don't wanna get there. And that's not a creative, fun space for you to be as a leader because you running a nonprofit, you running a freelance uh, grant writing business or nonprofit consultancy, you are a leader. And as a leader, you know, we need to lead, right? So in order to lead, we don't always need to be working in our business. We need to work on it. You know, we need to work on our nonprofit. In order to do that, we need space. So what kind of space, once again, I really want to challenge you, what kind of space can you create? You know, you might not be able to take off a month. I get that, right? That might take some working up to do, but you might be able to take off a week or two. You might be able to take off a weekend, you know, at least your weekends, right? Focus now on just getting your weekends where you don't do work on the weekends at all. Maybe you do a Freedom Friday where you don't do any work on Fridays and you just want to work a four day week right? These are all possibilities that can happen. So really thinking about how can I kind of, you know, change things around to do that, to create more space for myself, because what are, what are we working? We know a lot of us are like, we're going to work all these hours. So we don't have to work all these hours. <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's kind of a you catch 22. So we really want to be able to pull back and look at, well, what are we doing this all for? and how can we do this well? So I just, I really was encouraged by what I've been hearing from a number of people on, you know, taking off time. And one more thing before I close up today is um, just one thing I remember from a long time ago. And um, I think just for me growing up in America and growing up, you know, very A-type um, household um, and just really always thinking you gotta work harder, you know, to make ends meet, all of those kind of um, old adage, right? And one of the things I remember was, you know, I've always been like, if you're not looking productive, then you're not productive, that kind of mentality. Um, and I was working in Indonesia at the time, and I was working for a nonprofit, and I was with there, I was with a bunch of different um, people from different countries there. I, I was actually the only American working there. So they all have different work ethics as well and different ways around it, which was really cool and refreshing. Anyways, the nonprofit we were having, there was a lot of um, issues with the nonprofit as well as um, sustainability and et cetera. We were on a one-year grant working in, in Indonesia and there was all these funding and just there was some um, situations, right, to figure out. So they had pulled in a new executive director at the time and I was just doing community work um, with them. Uh, and it was really interesting because I remember the executive director that had been there before was always busy, 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 running around, doing the things, you know, very American. <laughs> so, not to say there's anything wrong with working hard because there's not. Um, but it was, you know, watching that and being like, okay, but I don't see a lot that's being actually produced in a meaningful way. 
So they pulled in this other guy from a different country. So he was leading the nonprofit, and I remember there was this area where the executive director's desk was in this house because we basically worked out of a house. That was our office. And I walked through the room because you'd always have to pass it to get back to uh, all us other people that <laughs> were in the back room uh, in a co-working kind of space. And I walked through the space, and he there was a little love seat in his office. And he was sitting on the couch, and he was just looking out the window. And I remember just kind of looking at him and then looking back at the desk where the computer was and then looking back at him and knowing there was like all of these decisions that need to be made and there's all these things that had to be done. And I was just kind of like, oh, are you okay? And he was like, you know, I'm thinking, what's going on? Why, why isn't he working? Why is he just sitting there looking out the window? And he said to me, he was like, I'm just thinking, I'm just letting myself think about the situation and I'm coming up with a solution. He just said, I'm letting a solution come to me. And he was looking out the window and I was like, oh. And it was such a pivotal moment for me. Really, when I look back, I mean, this was back in 2005. And I remember I was like, oh, that's such a different way to work. He's not scattered, running around in a million directions, trying to chase in his tail right? He's sitting there and he is allowing space and the solution to come to him. He ain't even chasing it. He is letting it come to him. He is giving it that, that comfortable space to arrive. And that might sound a little woo-woo, but I mean, honestly, he did have some great solutions come to him. And it was actually a lot quicker than someone running around a million directions, right? He um, was very methodical about it, very measured, balanced person. And just by sitting there, thinking about the situation and allowing a solution to come to him, he came up with a fantastic solution. And now that really did allow a sustainable um, outcome to take place. So I just kind of wanted to use that as an example as we close up today because I, you know, I really respect that. And I think just kind of sitting back and as, as an A-type personality, is running a business, is having a daughter, is running around, like sometimes I catch myself in that tailspin. But when I step back and when I, I allow time and when I actually plan out my year, my quarters in advance and I'm intentional, right? That is when I really have solutions and creativity come to me because I allow it to happen. Anyways, I hope you got something out of today's episode. Um, if you did, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. And also let me know how you schedule out your year so you can take off time. All right, guys. So those are some uh, different ways that you can go about doing that. And I will see you next week. Also, um, once again, please join me and Sarah Olivieri on August 3rd at 3 p.m. for her amazing So She's going to talk about those even more because I'm loving this topic, you guys, right now. I'm totally loving this topic. She's going to talk about, as an executive director, how to streamline your communication strategy so you can increase your time, money, and impact. And that's what we're all about, too, at Grant Writing and Funding. We grow capacity, increase funding, and advance mission right so definitely um we're totally uh, on the same level playing field here so please join us today go ahead and or please join us on august 3rd you can register today at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 181 all right i'll see you guys soon have a lovely rest of your summer bye-bye